It's Monday. It's August 24th. And the word of the day is sermosinatrix, which means a woman who uses that annoying rhetorical device in which she asks you a question and then immediately answers it herself. Used in a series of sentences to break up with me. <laughs> am I less important than your fantasy football team? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Would you have answered yes if I gave you a chance there? Probably. Will I be touching your penis again? No. Unless I get drunk. Well, yeah, yeah, there's always that. And by the way, if you're wondering, no, Heath's not being sexist. The word is, the etymology of that word literally breaks down to a woman talking. Anyway, I'm No Illusions. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 24, we'll urge people to let the Ashley Madison story die out before the leak gets to the L's. New York City lawmakers deliberate over the optimal level of nipplage in Times Square. Rick Wiles and Jim Baker will join together to form a giant homophobic robot. And a high-ranking Hamas general almost gets nudged to death by a Jewish dolphin. But first, the roundup. In Middle Eastern news this week, it continues to suck to live everywhere in the Middle East. But don't worry, guys, we are working on fusion technology. Just give us a couple more decades. In weather, according to big science, the globe may be getting warmer. You don't say. Medium science and little science released similar (laughs) statements. Pseudoscience, on the other hand. (laughs) In Syria, a ceasefire between government allies and insurgents ended when members of Hezbollah called time in near the Lebanese border. Insurgent fighters argue that they weren't ready. Few of them were on base, and several of them, in fact, weren't even playing anymore. But as no formal declaration of outsies was ratified, international courts are unable to act, unfortunately. Negotiators on both sides are considering a do-over, officially. In symbolic rectangle reform, lawmakers in New Zealand are thinking about adopting a new national flag that's not quite so similar to Australia's. (laughs) Really? This would certainly make things less confusing, Especially considering Australia is exactly where lots of people think the city of New Zealand is located. And by the way, for our international listeners, it is not all Americans. <laughs> I know what country New Zealand is in. It's, it's Riven. Narnia. Gondor. Rohan. It's in Rohan. Rohan. And speaking of the Urukai, fearing that their evil wasn't evil enough, ISIS publicly beheaded an 82-year-old antiquities scholar after he refused to assist them in locating and destroying priceless cultural relics. I do believe this leaves raping babies, starving rabbits to death, and hosing off the piss-stained dog cage to your car roof as the only <laughs> remaining immoral things for them to tick off the <laughs> evil checklist. Good luck with that, guys. In Aviation Failures, a domestic flight carrying 54 people and also about half a million dollars in cash crashed in Indonesia earlier this month, killing everyone on board. This would be suspicious if Indonesian air travel wasn't terrifyingly dangerous already, regardless of elaborate criminal heists on that particular trip. Yeah, no, if it landed safely, that would have been suspicious. The United Nations Security Council unanimously approved a statement last Monday suggesting that somebody should really do something about all that shit going on in Syria, adding, seriously, yo. In Greekonomics, Alexis Cyprus has announced that he will be resigning his post as Prime Minister of Greece after about eight months in office. He cited as the reason for leaving that his coalition has lost its political mandate, especially following his personal failure to lure all the European creditors into a very small bottleneck where he could spear them to death. (laughs) 
never panned out for him. Sometimes it comes really close to working for them. But luckily, there are plenty more Greek politicians willing to promise impossible shit, so I'm sure they'll find a suitable replacement. Zeus in 2015! In no time. In a related story, Macedonia reminded Americans that they're still a country that exists on Thursday when they declared a state of emergency in response to a radical increase in refugee traffic coming over their shared border with Greece. And for the record, they're not talking about Cyprus's coalition, but they're also <laughs> not ruling that out. In planar geometry... Mathematicians at the University of Washington recently identified a rare type of convex pentagon, which is now only the 15th ever documented that can do something called tile the plane, which basically means fill up a flat space with just that one shape of tile. While no doubt fascinated by this new finding... Bathroom remodelers continue using mostly squares. A bunch of pussies, that's why. In local news, an area man expressed frustration after forgetting the milk, even though he very clearly reminded himself to pick some up on the way home, and he did stop at the store. In a press release issued later in the day, he told reporters, <laughs> quote, fuck. In criminal justice, KKK member Glendon Scott Crawford of Galway, New York, was convicted on attempted terrorism charges last week and will likely spend the rest of his life in prison. It appears he came under suspicion after undercover FBI agents talked him into planning an attack on the White House using a fictional weapon of mass destruction they had him trying to build called the Acme Death Ray. I've got to assume. There's never been a story about blueprint. like presidential deathing that that was like where all the headlines were so hard to take seriously. In South American news, the ethical guy in the Brazilian federal government has parliament all to himself this week. <laughs> a chance to catch up on his stories. In medicine. After being rejected by the FDA in 2010 and again in 2013, Sprout Pharmaceuticals finally got approval for their drug Flibanserin, which the company claims can help treat low sex drive in females. Dubbed the female Viagra by confused people who think it makes your clit bigger, I guess, the drug is meant to work by manipulating the levels of serotonin and dopamine in the brain. Sounds like but fun. But the numbers suggest it doesn't work very well which is why the FDA failed it twice and just barely passed it this time. Nevertheless, it is one more step, however small, toward finally discovering that elusive female orgasm. <laughs> this reporter remains optimistic. It's only because she keeps telling you she's almost there. And fun finally, in sports news tonight, apparently netball is a thing and Australia is good at it. So <laughs> go Australia. We have more on this week's top headlines coming right up, but first we'll pull out the scorecards for a long overdue competition of incompetence that we call Abuse Your Words. In a sense, our recap of the first GOP primary debate was just an hour-long edition of Abuse Your Words, but despite that, we've managed to fall four weeks behind on keeping up with all the abusively stupid shit the non-presidential candidates have been spouting, so in a desperate effort to catch up, we're going to be offering up the top contenders for the hiatus, starting with Family Research Council president and guy who looks perpetually poised to shut down a rec center unless that band of misfits kids doesn't take matters into their own hands, Tony Perkins, <laughs> who accused the president this week of treating Christians at least a little worse than he treats ISIS. Okay, but we're talking about an African Muslim lion baby demon. Right. I think he treats the Christians pretty nicely, all things considered. I mean, he could have ramped up that apocalypse any time, and it looks like he's still just keeping that in his pocket. That's class right there. 
That's class. Just ask Michelle Bachman. Well, now the clear implications of the statement is that Obama, the Obama administration's relentless air campaign against Christianity has killed at least 8,501 Christians, and it's cost the U.S. taxpayer at least $3.2 billion and $1. Or, alternatively, that we're flying an equal number of bombing raids against ISIS and Christianity, but a recent drone strike killed the number one man in Christianity as opposed to the mere number two man in ISIS that they droned to death earlier in the week. So either... Obama killed Jesus with a predator or Tony Perkins is full of shit. Okay. Well, yeah, it is one or the other. Yeah. So admirable effort indeed, but it is really hard to beat David Barton at this game. Isn't it? D-Bar earned the bronze medal this week by suggesting that the Obama administration may have taken too many campaign donations from special interest groups like Big Kitty Porn. (laughs) Therefore, I guess... Directing the Justice Department to ignore that rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During a recent episode of his radio show, Barton claimed, quote, The last I knew, there has not been a single prosecution of child pornography under this administration. What? There were many under previous administrations. This administration just shut it down. End quote. Which we don't, we don't do that anymore. Apparently means that the last time David Barton checked was January 20th of 2009 at about right. 3.41 p.m., since the Obama administration has prosecuted about one person for child pornography every three and a half hours of his presidency. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not bragging about how many Americans are getting busted for child porn. It's a but non-zero that's, number. Yeah, exactly. That significantly higher than none. <laughs> okay, so before we look at the score sheet, quick little factlet. Former Subway spokesman Jared Fogle was literally handed child pornography <laughs> charges last week, the day before Barton's remarks. Now, not that anybody should need to be personally acquainted with a prosecuted child pornographer to evaluate his statement, but I wanted to be thorough there. Yeah, you can Google it's definitely too. wrong. So that's pretty solid points for the blatantly false thing, but the child smut industry grand enabler accusation comes with a big multiplier, yeah. which was plenty to get Barton on the podium. And of course, Shot I know buddy. I suggested in the intro that we're only doing non-presidential candidates this time around, but we're going to make an exception here because number one, After that debate performance, Ben Carson is now polling below Spider-Man and thus should no longer be considered a presidential candidate. And number two, he said such excessively stupid shit, (laughs) namely an utterance that came during his obligatory GOP candidate, I hate Mexicans trip to a border state where he explicitly endorsed killing Mexicans with remote controlled death box. Yeah, but only the rapist ones. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like he's suggesting we send the drones across the border into Mexico where all the consensual Mexicans live. (laughs) He's he's being reasonable. So I guess fearing that expressly suggesting that we should use drone strikes on American soil to murder immigrants was too moderate, Dr. Carson upped the ante by declaring war against Mexico. Uh, Oh, maybe maybe the consensual ones, too. Didn't see that coming. If necessary, yeah. When asked by local reporter if he'd like to walk back his earlier explode the wetbacks to death line, Carson answered, quote, He would not. You can entertain all kinds of ideas. The take-home point is that we have excellent military leaders and we need to employ their expertise because this is a war we are fighting. That's the bottom line, end quote. Well, if we have high-ranking military officers suggesting we should have INS drones with laser beams attached to their heads flying around shooting people that aren't carrying paperwork, I agree we should definitely use that information 
to fire those people. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So for suggesting that A, we're at war with migrant farm workers, and B, suggesting that Mexicans live in caves, which is why we need to break out the drones, by the way, Carson <laughs> should have been able to take the top spot this week. In fact, I'm sure he went to bed Wednesday night after this statement, confident that he would be the abuser words champion, and while he got a hell of a lot closer to that than he's ever going to get to the Oval Office, he did manage to fall short despite the commendable effort. <laughs> Indeed, as hard as he tried, Ben Carson was sadly unable to overcome a slavery endorsement for the win hard to do. by Iowa conservative talk radio host and thinly veiled neo-Nazi Jan Mickelson. Is it Jan or Jan? I'm going to say Jan. Okay. Right. Before we get to this latest word abortion, here's a quick review of some past nuggets of wisdom from Yanni Boy. You may remember him from announcing that God created AIDS to kill all the gay people, mm-hmm. or for his advocacy of Jim Crow-style voter suppression, yep, I like so. or perhaps as the guy who declared his allegiance to the Confederacy last June. <laughs> yep, that's him. Or you may have heard of him because Rand Paul, Mike Huckabee, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, Carly Fiorina, Marco Rubio, Scott Walker, Rick Santorum, and Bobby Jindal have all appeared on his show recently. Right. Non-ironically. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you know him, but you just wouldn't recognize him without the hood. Well, he has outdone himself this week, if that's possible. During a recent episode of his show, Yanni Mack was discussing his plan to solve the illegal immigration problem by herding any undocumented people on American soil into forced labor camps if they refuse the, you know, start walking south self-deportation option that we're also allowing them to have. Upon hearing this, a listener called in to make sure Mickelson was aware that he had just literally described... Reinstituting slavery. Yes. To which he responded, quote, well, what's wrong with slavery? End quote. And I can't stress this enough. There was nothing else after that. There was no, no follow up. That was the <laughs> end of his thought. It wasn't like, well, what's wrong with slavery is blank. It was yeah, very right. clearly the maniacally awful rhetorical <laughs> sense of the phrase, as in, yes, I definitely just suggested slavery. Mm-hmm. And that's how this game is played. Congrats <laughs> to Mein Yomp on his gold medal performance. Yeah, not just anybody who can make Ben Carson's bomb them to death from afar while they cower in their caves policy sound humane in comparison. So goose step with pride, <laughs> Mickelson, for you are to words as Ray is to Janae. Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat, No Illusions. No, a public bathroom, your prairie dog in it, no other options. You go and hover, nest, or bareback. As I understand it, public toilet seats are generally cleaner than, like, the bag the M&Ms come in, and I put that to my lips when I shake the little candies <laughs> out, so I don't mind living dangerously. I keep a pretty clean ass. Got it. Okay, bareback with a shot of penicillin. Yeah, exactly. So before we get to our first headline, let's check in with Twitter and see if any new unarmed black kids made the news this week. They did not. Small victories. Good stuff. <laughs> Trending this week was hashtag bad in-flight announcements. Would you like to play or pass? Uh, um, how about, okay, I got one. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, first of all, promise not to get mad. <laughs> about now entering Malaysian airspace. <laughs> Everyone go ahead and reach under your seat. You get a flotation device. You get a flotation device. <laughs> And this week's random stranger winner was at must be the meds who had be cool guys be cool there's a cop behind us so well played at must be the meds wait I don't don't get it would you rather not know the cop was back there (laughs) in our lead story tonight from the heathen mingle file 
Formerly employable person Josh Duggar may face some questions regarding his Christian stewardship after the already disgraced reality TV personality was one of the names released by hackers who infiltrated the database of marital infidelity website and online blackmail marketplace Ashley Madison. Yeah, yeah. Turned out to be a very embarrassing scandal for millions of men and six chicks. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I find it hilarious that the hack shows that only like 15% of the users were women and nearly all of them were signed up by ex-boyfriends for revenge. No, but yeah, guys, keep paying them. Somebody really wants to fuck you, you just gotta keep paying them monthly. And if you pay $250 extra in pimpin' fees, as Josh Duggar <laughs> did, they basically offer you a Get fucked no matter how ugly you are. Money back guarantee. Anyway. But no prostitutes. <laughs> so looks like there will be a few repercussions for JD besides just the renewed public shaming. Possibly my favorite of which is the possibility of a lawsuit he might face from California bartender Matthew McCarthy, whose likeness Duggar used as his profile picture. <laughs> Apparently, McCarthy is the third image that pops up on Google if you search random guy. And Duggar thought, I guess, the probabilistic nature of his search would somehow help him maintain his secrecy. I, I like that he went to the third guy, though. You know, it's like going <laughs> like deep into the bread loaf to avoid that first. They'll never think I went to the third guy. And if this works out, this lawsuit, by the way, I would also expect a class action lawsuit from all the women who responded to his profile thinking they were going to get to fuck Matthew McCarthy. Right. It's pretty hot. So to make things worse... Duggar may also have lost his opportunity to run for vice president on Mike Huckabee's imaginary ticket. Aww. Although the incest pedophile scandal and related cover-up certainly made his adultery look relatively tame in comparison, the Huckabee campaign decided to draw the line right there and cut all ties with the child molester, what with all the extramarital philandering. Yeah. That's right. They drew a line after incest pedophile sexual assault cover-up, but before... Consensual sex with adults on a hookup site. Yeah, how fucked up is that? I mean, shouldn't this be like more of a hit for his Ashley Madison profile site than his national reputation? I shouldn't right. only be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was the child molester guy. <laughs> and in zoological warfare news tonight, Hamas has issued a statement saying they've captured a spy off the Palestinian coast, a charge that would be far more credible if the suspect in question didn't have flippers and a blowhole. Which it does. They assert that the aquatic mammal was working for Israel, despite the uncircumcised nature of the dolphin, and just to ensure that nobody could possibly take them seriously on this one, Palestinian officials claim that the dolphin had been, quote, stripped of its will and, quote, turned into a murderer. <laughs> the first documented case of an aquatic mammalian golem. It's very yeah, exciting. Right. An aquatic mammalian homicidal Manchurian zombie golem at that. Now, an Israeli intelligence official, speaking on conditions of anonymity, accused Hamas of being fucking retarded, adding, quote, if I thought I could do it with a straight face, I'd hold a press release and a little funeral for the spy dolphin to keep those idiots occupied. You know, hint around that maybe we had some spy beetles crawling around the West Bank. End quote. When confronted by the rest of the world laughing at them, Hamas countered by pointing out that they also have anecdotal evidence that Israeli settlers have used their Jew magic to turn wild pigs and dogs against them as well, <laughs> which they actually said. Hamas might also be worried that this was a, you know, a prototype for a mind-controlled whale that carries Mossad operatives in its stomach 
and then vomits them onto the shores of Palestine from several hundred yards offshore. No, 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 that's real. That that yeah, happens. Blueprint now, for that. Now, to be fair, the root claim that a dolphin could be used militarily is not ridiculous. Both dolphins and sea lions have been used and continue to be used by world militaries to, like, take surveillance videos, locate underwater mines, and even kill enemy combatants if you're crazy and Russian. That being said, as soon as you say it was stripped of its will, you rescind any right to be taken seriously that that fact might have afforded you. With more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live at the Israeli War Animal Training Ground. Lucinda, how are the Mossad operatives taking this news? Well, he, they're always a little sad to see one of their animals captured, but Finn's was really popular. So in this instance, they're most sad. Really? Oh, okay. Well, get so, it, Ethan, most sad? Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. It's just... Are you sure? Because you didn't laugh. But I do absolutely get it. They're, they're called Mossad, and now they're mo sad, which sounds similar, while also describing their emotional state in urban parlance. Yes. Yeah, very clever what you did there. Exactly. Right. So has the Israeli War Animal Department, or IWA, admitted that this dolphin was working for them? Well, the official IWA policy reads, quote, If you or any member of your school, flock, herd, troop, pod, gaggle, congress, drift, etc. is called or killed, the secretary will disavow all knowledge of your actions. <laughs> yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> Who's a good dolphin? All right. All right. Gotcha. So... Why dolphins, though? Well, they're not saying on record, of course, but international speculation is that it's all part of a desperate attempt to make Aquaman seem less like a pussy in advance of the new Justice League franchise. I guess that makes sense. Are there any... That um, wasn't a Juice Control Hollywood joke, by the way. Just a general shitting on Aquaman joke. I, I want to make that clear. <laughs> okay. Doubt anybody was thinking that before you made the clarification, but okay. <laughs> So are there any other animals that Mossad is using for military purposes? Sure, Heath. Of course, they've been using frogs, gnats, and locusts militarily for millennia. But advancements in genetic technology have allowed for some hybrid versions, like nogs, lats, and frocusts, which are pretty <laughs> badass from what I hear. Nogs. Nice. Okay. So were you able to learn anything about their plans for the future? Well, they admit this one's a few years off, but they're also trying to exploit halal dietary standards by creating a race of tiny little pigs that'll crawl into a Muslim's digestive tracts and send them straight to hell. Obviously, though, that plan could backfire. Clearly. And uh, have you been able to locate anybody who... Oh, um, shit, gotta go. He'd, somebody spilled a crate of war ferrets and they're sounding the evacuation alarm. Okay, well, stay safe, I guess. Will do, Heath. Hey! Hey, give that back, you little shit. Thank you, Lucinda. And returning to headlines in tit-for-tat news tonight, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio has taken a lot of heat in the liberal press this week after making a public call to rein in the aggressive panhandling that has become synonymous with Times Square. Now, if you relied exclusively on liberal media, you'd think that the story was 100% about tits, and that's only true if we're applying that label to the editors in said media outlets. They they talk about the tits, of course, so that they can have pictures of tits above the link and the word boob in the headline. But what actually happened is that de Blasio responded to years worth of calls from every fucking person who has been within half a city block of Times Square in the last decade by making a push to do something about the professional mooching. And in every public statement he's made that I can find, he's talked about both the topless women and the cadre of copyright violations in cartoon suits that are doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I do not get the fascination. Do people think... Disney animals are indigenous to New York City. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, know, I know you can't find good Sabaros outside of Times Square very easily, but other than that, there's really no reason to go there. Uh, Book of Mormon. Idiots. Uh, yeah, okay. That, that was a good, good exception. 
Now, I want to be clear here because I am against having these chicks in Times Square, but not because of the tits. I'm a big fan of tits. Topless women should still be allowed there. And and also, I'm a big fan of telling parents who think that their kids should be shielded from tits to fuck off and go vacation in Branson, Missouri instead. But as a person who used to work in Times Square and as a busker that's perpetually baffled by their it's okay to perform here as long as you don't include any talent policy that allows you to carry a musical instrument if and only if you're in your underwear and agree not to play it, I'm all for running off the panhandlers, whether they're wearing body paint or Elmo costumes. Yeah, and as much as sitting motionless on the sidewalk in Times Square for an hour while a Filipino man draws you badly is a quintessential New Yorker experience, <laughs> mind if they got rid of that too. Yeah, yeah, honestly. It's getting in the way. Of course, many people have pointed out that this problem was largely ignored until the desnudas arrived on scene, which is sort of true, but not really. The dude in the Mickey Mouse costume doesn't ply his trade by rubbing his mouse balls against the people who might want a picture, and if he did, he'd probably get the same number of complaints as the tit ladies. So to be clear, there is nobody in a position of power suggesting a law in Times Square that would force women to cover their breasts. That's legal in New York. It remains legal. It's going to remain legal. The only reason that these chicks are so central to the issue is that they're getting way more complaints than Elmo. And again, not complaints of the I've seen boobs and now I won't be allowed into heaven variety, but complaints of the this annoying fucking woman won't stop rubbing against me and asking me for money variety. <laughs> and in peace, gland and bread news tonight. Smart American joke. Family Association exec and apparent result of Steven Tyler fucking a lioness, Sandy <laughs> Rios, Regular interviewed anti-gay activist Ryan Anderson on her show last week so he could plug his new bigot book called Truth Overruled, which is all about how Christians are getting persecuted by same-sex marriage. I'll show obviously. plug his new book. <laughs> so after allowing Mr. Anderson to whine about other people's orgasms for a while, Rios jumped in to agree about the sexual perversion destroying America thing, and then she gave us a history lesson, maybe? Uh, not sure. <laughs> According to Rios, quote, it's sexual chaos, which is what the left has been proposing since a long time ago. In fact, Isn't back it? in communist Russia, in communist Russia, and then the weather underground in the 60s wanted to practice smash monogamy. It was the destruction of the family, end quote. Most of those weren't even sentences. sentences. No, and and what not. the fuck Correct. is smash monogamy? That sounds like a like a risque board game or something, you know? <laughs> Left thumb pink, right toe brown kind of thing, you know? So just in case that wasn't clear, and it absolutely was not, No, Rios thinks we can trace the origins of evil orgasms back to the domestic hippie terrorists, I guess, and uh -huh. then further... Back to the Bolshevik Revolution and all that heathenous Marxian class warfare smut they for which they're apparently famous. Having I, was, I was unaware, yeah. But now that I think about it, A, um going to watch some of that. And B, <laughs> shitty title puns probably don't work in translation so well, so they're going to need some help from us. Luckily, we've got a fairly regular rotation of strangely appropriate groups of vaguely offensive sounding writing interns. Just for moments like this, don't we? And that's why we put our team of awfully cummy commies to the task of coming up with our top five Russian porn titles that probably helped destroy the fabric of American society. <laughs> yes, we did. At number five, the Jackoff Smirnoff Party. In Soviet Russia, vodka swallows you. <laughs> Branson plug number two for the evening. <laughs> At number four, tossed in translation, 
I said Putin my ass. Putin <laughs> my ass. I said now, pudding. There's a homoerotic who's on first base routine that's past due. <laughs> it is absolutely. At number three, Yuri Gagger in Gay Dudes Get a Couple's Blumpkin in Sochi Rescue. <laughs> Putting the suck back in Cossack. Love it. Because you, you have to figure a Russian guy getting a Blumpkin does the whole Cossack dance thing when he comes. I would imagine, yeah. yeah, yeah I'd be I damn disappointed if he didn't. <laughs> At number two. Salt and pooper. Reagan gets elbow deep in negotiations for the strategic arms limitations. <laughs> we finally get to tick the gay Reagan nuclear disarmament fisting porn joke off the box. That's awesome. I've been waiting to do that for a while. One in the pinko, two in the stinko. All right. And at number one, gulag jamming. Crack in the USSR. Must be exhausting. <laughs> and that's going to do it for episode 24. Thanks to No Illusions for setting the industry standard in justified misanthropic eloquence. Thanks to Lucinda Illusions for bringing that rare combination of Tina Fey, Mae West, and Sylvia Plath. And thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming... Please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Ryan, Zach, Matt, Nicole, Jordan, and period semicolon Jessamine, Bruce Platypus, Chris, Chad, Tony, Jasonot, Mick, Danny, Alan, Vincent, Kai, Mark, James, Ken, Dan, and Janine, whose magically beautiful genitals often appear in silhouette form when Jesus makes himself pancakes. <laughs> And he often sheds a tear. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our podcast award-winning sister show, The Scathing Atheist, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from scathingatheist.com. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Zimbabwe's favorite Fender Rhodesian, Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. And that's all the feed... <clears throat> <laughs> Wait, I, I'm sorry, I gotta laugh at different, that. Different, different, different ending. <laughs> sorry, this isn't the feedback segment, <laughs> no, nor, nor no, the show that has the feedback segment. That's the part that comes next.